What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Styles Files. Of course, I am your host, as always, Alan Styles, and thank you for checking in with your boy. Thank you for tuning in. I've got a lot to talk about today, as always. Uh, we checked out Wildin' Out this weekend. Obviously, we have a bunch of sports going on, NFL, MLB playoffs, NBA's right around the corner. And, you know, we'll end everything with a nice lesson of the day. And I think it will be one that hopefully other people can relate to. But based on how it started for me, I'm not sure that um, that will be the case. But here we go. So, Wildin' Out Live. So, I went to Wildin' Out Live this weekend uh, with my girlfriend and her friends and or one of her friends, sorry. And it was very funny and kind of interesting because she surprised me with the tickets or surprised me with the fact that we were going and reminded me of a situation. And of course, at the time, I'm like, cool, that's awesome. And reminded me of a situation where I guess we saw a commercial for it a couple weeks back or a month back. And my kind of take on it, I was just like, wow, I mean, I don't know if that will be cool or not, right? And, you know, I'm just not too sure. So she reminded me of that because in her mind she was like, I mean, bruh, I already bought the tickets, you know? So that was pretty funny um, after she told me that. And I'm going to be honest, we went, really didn't have any expectations, and it was a good time. It was a really good time. Uh, basically how they set it up is they have the famous games that they do, like Wild Style Battle, family reunion, things like that. And then in between, they'll have their more popular comedians uh, pretty much do stand-up. So that was really cool uh, to see everything live. And it seemed pretty much like they weren't scripted or anything. They were just going off um, the top of their heads. What was funny to me and kind of interesting was that, you know, because they were doing comedy you know as far as stand-up comedy that could be pretty raunchy and you know there were some kids in the audience because you know based on the show on mtv sure they bleep stuff out every now and then but compared to um you know the stand-up comedy that they were doing i'm sure the parents weren't expecting that and i really wasn't either um and for even for me, it was, you know, a little much. Right. And then, of course, you know, the videographers found the kids while the comedian saying something really dirty and then they kind of doubled down on it. Right. Um, and it was really funny at the time, but I'm sure the parents left like, man, they really could have used a better description for this and kind of warned us because it's on MTV. Right. Like, it's not like it was a show on you know, HBO or stars or Showtime where it's like, okay, this is kind of to be expected. It was, that part of it was completely different than the show. So, um, that was, that was pretty funny, at least for me, because I didn't have a child there. Um, what was also funny was that, you know, Nick Cannon is very interesting. I think he gets a bad rap because he is corny, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it, but basically the night started with, a bunch of music videos that they all do, right? Like the cast. And they're basically, I guess, jokes, right? Like some of them are are making fun of like actual artists, but then some of them are actually releasing it. So I really wasn't sure. Nick Cannon puts out like, we have to sit through a three-part, like three-part 
music video like movie thing of him and it's a basically a story so it was kind of like trapped in a closet by r kelly i guess and the whole time we're trying to figure out whether it's a joke or not which i think is actually pretty impressive and pretty genius of him right like if you can't kind of decide i think that kind of is a good sign because He's he's getting you engaged, but of course, since it's, and the songs weren't bad, but because it's Nick Cannon, nobody will ever listen to him, right? He threw some auto tune on his voice, and hey, if it was somebody else, uh, you know, little baby or one of these uh, young whoever's, they it probably would be all over the charts. But it's Nick Cannon, so we're just all gonna make fun of him. So I'm not gonna change that now. We're just gonna continue to make fun of him. Um, but you know, the guy really is. Uh, you know, extremely talented. And I think he said that While and Out had been around for 14 seasons. And if you get anything to say around for 14 seasons, you're doing something right. You know what I mean? I mean, While and Out started, and you could tell because the audience, there were kids there, like I said, but most of the audience was, you know, late 20s, early 30s. That was really when While and Out was in his heyday. But it's still rolling now, you know, um, and he's kind of, morphed it with the times he's gotten youtube stars on there that are now kind of blowing up so he's really given a lot of people opportunities um and, and it's just kind of really cool to see and you know be a part of it i didn't even know if he was really going to be there you know the whole time i actually thought he wasn't so then for for him to pop up that was really cool and you know it was just like the show then they incorporated you know um i think they probably do this at every show some local talent right um mr fab uh, who's a Bay Area artist, he performed and he was actually on the show too. Um, and then it was crazy because like during the Wild Saw battle, like Mr. Fab and one of the other guys were really going after it. And, you know, the other guy was like, you know, saying some like real stuff. He's just like, nobody knows you outside of here. And it was like, dang, like, I mean, that's true, but you know, this is, this is crazy. So that's how I kind of knew it wasn't fake. Cause like, bro, like, I don't really know, like you in Oakland, you know what I mean? Like, so that was crazy. And then of course E-40 had to close close everything down because is it an, is it an event at Oracle if E40 isn't there you know so that was really cool really cool situation thank you uh to my girlfriend for buying the tickets not sure how much they were but I'll demo you um so yeah so now let's get into some NFL right NFL's been crazy man the first couple of weeks i mean you know, I'm in fantasy. I mean, I do the FanDuel fantasy. I don't sit there and draft a team. I do different ones every week. And everything has just kind of been a crapshoot besides Todd Gurley, um, you know, and I guess Patrick Mahomes, you know, people are balling out. I mean, it, it, it's been crazy as far as individually and also as teams. And, of course, there are teams, you know, after what, we're game, we're week Five? Yeah, five now. So now teams that have gotten off to a bad start, it's getting close to that panic time. One of those teams are the New York Giants, who play the Eagles, I believe, on Thursday. So it's not going to get easier for them. And now you have, I don't know who if anybody else saw it on Sunday, it's Lil Wayne and Odell getting interviewed by, I believe it was Josina Anderson. And they're just like, she's only talking to... Odell and Lil Wayne's just like supporting him I guess you could say you know they're just kind of sitting there both with like blonde hair and just like you know just like being famous together they're both like rock stars or claim to be rock stars you know um just tag teaming this interview that's only about Odell as he talks about the Giants in a fairly negative light not that 
anything he said wasn't true. Um, but yeah, uh, basically what happened there was, you know, he said some things that could be taken the wrong way and some things that were can only be taken the way he said it, which weren't positive. Um, and then what was interesting to me is that right after that, they go to the normal ESPN game day crew where it's, um, you know, Charles Woodson and Randy Moss. And then they break down like that interview and they're like, I didn't like that he said this or that. And it was very interesting because it's like your network put on the interview, right? Like, sure, he didn't have to say some of the things he said, but it was a really interesting dynamic. Uh, and, you know, I, it was just it was crazy to me that they would sit there and, of course, like Charles Woodson agreed. You know, Randy Moss didn't really agree. But again, I think the whole thing with the Giants is interesting because Odell has kind of formed this friendship, at least it seems, right, from social media and, you know, on TV uh, with Saquon Barkley. But then on the other hand, he's clearly not happy with Eli. Well, it's like, bruh, they don't they still have to go with Eli because they decided to go with Saquon. So it's like, sure, you're not, you know, a GM and you didn't make the decision. And no, you're not going to hold that against Saquon. But it's really funny to me that, you know, you you love Saquon or you got no beef with Saquon, but like you're done with Eli. It's like this is kind of what they signed up for. And as you know, the Giants kind of look at things now. There's rumblings of Kaepernick, which would be an awful, awful, awful thing. You know, I do want Kaepernick to get another chance, but I want him to get an, another chance in a situation where he could be successful. Putting him in one of the biggest markets, uh, in the biggest, you know, at, at a at a crunch time period for them, right, where it's starting to be make or break for some teams, uh, even though it's early, it's like you don't want to get too far behind. It, that would not be good. It just it would be a losing situation. You know who should want him to go to the Giants? People that hate Kaepernick because it would be just a layup for him to fail. But because I do like Kaepernick and want him to succeed, that ain't the one. That is not the one. Now, you talk about dysfunction already. Then you bring in, I don't believe what Kaepernick did was dysfunctional, right? But what he brings, all that extra media attention is the last thing the Giants need, right? Like everybody talks about the Steelers and how dysfunctional they are with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and Big Ben. They're nothing compared to the Giants right now. And that's saying something coming from a Raiders fan. So I don't think Kaepernick should go to the Giants at all. And I think that, you know, it's one of those situations where at the beginning of the year, you know, uh, management makes a decision hey, you know, we're going with Saquon, we're riding with Eli. And then you look a couple weeks down the line, you got a couple losses, Odell won't keep his mouth shut even though you paid him. And now it's panic mode, but it's like, look, this is what you signed up for. You can't walk away from the process now or try to look for, you know, a, a escape route when this is what you signed up for. And the good thing about the NFL is this, you lose every single game. Sure, they're not talking about any surefire uh, baller quarterbacks this year in college, but you know how it goes, right? It's the same with every sport. At the beginning of the year, this uh, class is stacked. Then a little bit through the year, this class is thin. Then it gets 
kind of close to the draft and people start freaking out, right? This class has it all. And they end up taking a quarterback anyway. So, And right now, it, it wouldn't take much to be better than Eli. So you can look at it a couple ways. If you're not trying to... Sure, you're not trying to throw away a season, but this is what you signed up for, Giants. You know, and if you're Odell, you have to realize that you you better just you should be on Saquon and be like, look, if this is our decision, I know when Saquon runs, I can't get the ball, but you guys maybe paid me, so maybe I could do a little less this year because we have a quarterback who is unable to push the ball down the field. So I'm looking at you, Saquon, to ball out. And he's been doing great, but still, that's the thing about running backs. They can do as great as they want to do, and then you can still lose, right? So that will be very interesting um, to see how all that pans out. Not much to talk about with my Raiders. You know, they caught another L. What's new? Um, All I have to talk about is that I'm done giving away handicap points on my in my pick'em league because I continue to pick the Raiders because I want to be a good fan. And last week we got lucky, right? Through majority of the game, I was mad at myself for not picking the Browns, and then somehow the Browns just proved they were still the Browns and the Raiders happened to win. They got lucky, right? And then I said, you know what? Chargers are pretty good this year, but they're still the Chargers. You know, they don't really have a home field advantage, you know, even though as much as everybody loves the black hole and stuff, I don't know how good the Raiders actually play in Oakland. Um, they're more hyped up. I don't know if they actually play better, right? And 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 I, I heard someone, I was listening to one of the radio shows, they're like, Raiders have no wins on the road this season. It's like, well, they have one win, period. <laughs> like, like, you think, right? So, you know, I didn't really feel bad about picking them against the Chargers because I'm like, okay, the Chargers are still the Chargers. They don't really have a home field advantage. They're more Raiders fans than anything else. I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out. You know, felt great until the game actually started. So I'm done with the Raiders as far as my pick is concerned. If they burn me, if they – I'm not – and that's the thing. I got a lot of friends that are Chiefs fans, um, and, you know, a lot of times we'll be like, oh, let's watch the game together, you know, same division, blah, 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 blah. I'm not watching any of the games when the Raiders play the Chiefs because, look, I got a heart condition. Like, I I, I can't take it. And it, you know what? I don't like to put myself through pain, and those games are going to be painful, right? You got Mahomes balling out. You got the rest of the crew that they had last year, and you got the Raiders with defense so paper thin. I mean, I think I know toilet paper that is thicker than the Raiders defense. And, you know, and you know how I feel about Derek Carr. He's got the most touchdown or red zone interceptions in the league. That's like the worst stat ever. That's literally like I am giving away points over and over and over. And now with everything that happened with, I guess, so John Gruden says, you know, I I actually like to throw the ball on first down, uh, I just didn't like the decision. So he kind of threw Derek Carr under the bus. I didn't really like the decision, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not going to sit here and say I wouldn't do that again. So then, of course, the media goes to Marshawn, tells him what he said. Marshawn says, that's cute, right? So now Marshawn is clearly getting annoyed. And like, and I think the fairest point was that it wasn't a cl- very close game at that time. They were trying to make a push. But, you know, 
it's funny because you got Marshawn who says all the time, or he said in that famous interview about hitting someone over and over and over and over and over again, right? But instead you throw to Derek Carr who decides he wants to throw the ball to the wrong team over and over and over and over and over again. So I'm pretty much done with the Raiders. Um, you know, they're not – they're not where, – where, where are they going to fit in in the AFC? They're not winning the division. Yeah, I, they're not, I don't see them getting a, a wild card. So my point is j- just keep losing. Just keep losing, right? Because then you got to start to think about, okay, and what's going to be uh, very intriguing as we go forward is what do they do if they do keep losing, right? Not And not, not this year. I mean, like I said kind of about the Giants, now you're sitting here with a top five pick – Derek Carr hasn't looked great since that injury, and not, and it's not like he had two Super Bowls before the injury. That was just a cute little run. And let's not forget, that run was pretty lucky. They go for two in New Orleans to start the season with Jack Del Rio. Um, so he really hasn't proved anything. They paid him, but hey, they pay a lot of people. That that doesn't mean that they're going to keep him, you know, kind of at the helm. So I, I'd be really surprised if they didn't at least think about getting a quarterback if it's not their top pick somewhere in the draft next year and it, even if they try to light a fire and they give you know Carr one one or two more goes at it so that'll be really interesting to see um but switching gears now to the MLB playoffs uh MLB playoffs have been great you know they've been great uh so let's start off with the biggest one right Red Sox Yankees Red Sox beat the Yankees. I think everybody probably knows that already. Um, And, you know, if you're Aaron Judge, people are kind of looking at you weird, man. You know, well, first of all, if you're Giancarlo Stanton, nobody's looking at you at all because you were invisible. I think, you know, we're still looking for Giancarlo Stanton. Like, is he in the city of New York right now? Like, where is he, right? Um, But if you're Aaron Judge, I don't know if everybody heard, but after they won the first game, Basically, or sorry, after, yeah, after they won their first game, it was in Boston, in the Boston locker room, because, right, they're headed to New York. He's playing New York, New York. So some people thought that was kind of tacky or kind of corny or kind of a bad look. I'm all for it if you keep winning, right? And my thing is, you know, you're only one person. You're Aaron Judge. This is baseball. You could literally hit four home runs and lose the game, right? It's not like basketball or, you know, one, one of these sports where, you know, they're team sports, but someone can really carry you, right? It's about timing and if you get put in that position. But let's even if, even if you go three for four with three home runs, but you're down by a run, runner on third, two outs, and you've already done all this for your team, and then let's say you ground out, game over. People are saying you choked, right? That situation didn't even get to happen, but still – you're representing your whole team playing that song after the series is just tied. It's not like it was three, you know, um, 2-0 or even, you know, 2-1. It's like the series is tied, dude. Like, the Red Sox won, what, 108 games? They did that for a reason. That means they don't care about going anywhere to play. Um, And now you lose at home twice in New York. And now the Red Sox are playing that song in your locker room. And now you have egg on your face. So, and you know, and Judge isn't like young, young, right? He's not like 
one of these, you know, new guys that are like 20, 21 years old. So, yeah, he was feeling himself a little bit. He's hitting the homers. That's good for you. What about the rest of your team? You know, you think John Carlo wanted you to be playing that song? He's like, dude, I'm just trying to make contact. Can you stop? Right. I don't want any more like eyes on us, please. I'm just trying to not strike out or hit into a double play or pop out, please. Um, so Red Sox make it through. And on the other side of the uh, American League, you had the Astros and the Indians. And the Astros, man, they're coming to play. They're coming to play. They're not playing around. And, you know, they they say this a lot because so many teams have been bad for a while and then they get really good talent. Then, like, they could be good for a long time, right? Like, remember the Cubs were supposed to be a dynasty after they won theirs? So, of course, they said this about the Astros, but the Astros – have that good mix of like baller veterans and they don't have like, and they have baller young guys, but they're actually getting older. Right. So they're starting to hit their stride and they're rolling right now. Um, And if I were to pick between the Red Sox and the Astros right now, I I did pretty good on my picks. Right. I said, I believe I said that the Astros were going to go deep as long as, you know, uh, the A's got the wild card because I didn't think the A's would be able to win, which they didn't. Um, so now the the Astros are the ones just kind of on a tear here. And the reason I would pick the Astros over the Red Sox now is because they got a chip on their shoulder too. And there's nothing more dangerous than a championship team that figures out a way to have a chip on their shoulder, right? I think the Warriors kind of figured that out. Um, some of these other great teams uh, – figure out ways to kind of get themselves going. So the chip on the shoulder that the Astros have is that Alex Bregman, after they won, was very candid in uh, expressing how he was not happy that they didn't, as in the Astros in the Indian series, they didn't get one primetime game. Every primetime game were the Yankees and Red Sox. Now, here's the thing. I don't agree with Alex Bregman. You know, I don't agree. I love it. And if I were him, I would have said the same thing. But I don't agree with them, right? It's Yankees, Red Sox. You know, if you're, uh, you know, the higher ups at the MLB, you don't know when you're going to get, it's not a given that you're going to get Red Sox, Yankees in a playoff series, even if it is uh, the ALDS and it's only a five game series. You don't know when you're going to get it again. So when you get it, you got to make it count, right? So I don't even agree with him, but I love what he said and I love how he said it so, because now, last year, they beat the Yankees to get to the World Series, if I'm not mistaken. This year, they got to beat the Red Sox. So they're probably like, give us all your primetime guys and we are going to take them all down. You know, so now he's galvanizing the troops and he's another, you know, younger guy and he already balled out in a World Series. Now... Um, if you look at the Red Sox, if you look at the Red Sox team, they've and I talked about this before when I was making my early season picks. They've been here, they've been here before in the playoffs and not kind of produced. Sure, you know they were able to beat the Yankees, but the Astros are coming. You know what I mean? And they got great home field. Sure, we'll see how they play in cold weather, but it's going to be interesting. And I would think that. If I had to put my money on a team right now, I would put my money on the Astros because there's nothing scarier than a championship team that figured out a way to have a chip on their shoulder. Um, So that is the first thing. The second thing uh, about the MLB playoffs is that 
we have the Dodgers and we have the Brewers on the other side. And this is a tough one for me. It really is. And it's a tough one for me because, you know, you have the Dodgers. And as a Giants fan, I hate the Dodgers, right? So at the end of the day, I don't want the Dodgers to win. But then you have the Brewers who, you know, they have that guy, uh, Hader, I believe his first name is Josh, Josh Hader. Um, Not, yeah, H-A-D-E-R. But he was one of the guys earlier in the season who got caught up for those tweets when he was younger about basically um, they were basically super racist. (laughs) Like that's what they were, you know? And I I think some of them may have been song quotes, but I don't, some of them weren't, I'm pretty sure. So of course that rubbed me the wrong way, but Hey, I give credit where credit is due. That dude is a baller. I won't lie. He's herky jerky from the left side throwing about 95 to 97. He might throw harder than that. I mean, I am a left-handed hitter, right? If I saw him pitching, I would just be like, coach, you got to sub me out, bro. Like, unless you want me to bunt or something like that, or just try to get a walk, like, that's 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 all I can do here. And to be fair to myself, I haven't seen anyone else get a hit off him either. So he is dope, which always makes it you know, even more uh, interesting, right? Because it's like, should you care about what he said or can we separate, you know, the player from the person? Different subject for a different day. Um, so I don't even know who to pick in that game. I, 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 you know, I don't, of course, I don't want the Dodgers to win, but I mean, sure, Brewers can win. But I'll tell you what, if you are Major League Baseball, you're looking, you're like, wow, we could either have, Dodgers, Red Sox, or Brewers, Astros. Of course, you could have Astros, Dodgers, right? Like last year. But it's like, what do you think they want, right? And look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying, let's just keep an eye on the um, umpiring, right? Let's let's see how all of that goes down because it's pretty clear um, – you know, some markets are way bigger than others. So I will be keeping a keen eye out on all of that. Um, so now switching gears to some NBA action. You know, NBA starts soon, and there's already been some talk about Kevin Durant. As uh, I think a lot of you already know, he signed another one-year deal with the Warriors, which has caused a lot of speculation. Some people think that he signed it because he is going to leave. Some people think uh, or said, and I can't even keep up right like anymore. It's just, oh, if he signed 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 another one year, he could get the super max. Like, blah 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 blah. And it's like I can't even keep up. It's like Super Saiyan, like Dragon Ball Z. Like, what are you talking about? Like super duper max, he can get eight hundred billion dollars and like own half the team. I'm like, what? What does that mean, right? Um, so I don't know, you know, why he signed a one year deal, but my guess would be it's. Not because he wants a super duper trooper max. I think he's leaving. I think KD is leaving. And, you know, people are kind of speculating, well, w- would he leave if they won or lost? It's like, really, does it matter, right? If they lose, it's like, okay, well, our run was over. It was a good run. Time for something new. I don't think, you know, they don't want – who could they lose to, right? Um, I guess if they lost in, like, the conference finals to LeBron. Um, but if they lost to the Celtics, I think they would just be like, hey, you know, it was a good run, you know. I'm uh, if KD wants to leave, I don't think he'll be like, I have to stay to, you know, get, you know, vengeance, right? And then if they win, it's like, okay, well, we won three in a row, so again, it was a good run. I'm gonna try something else. 
because all of them are, you know, kind of late 20. I think Clay is a little younger, but it's like late 20s, early 30s, right? So you get three. There's not, I mean, you could try to catch Jordan, Jordan's Bulls, but I don't think you are. Then it gets kind of weird because the core three have uh, a ring already. So, like, they would get to six technically before uh, KD would. So, I don't think they're going to try to do all that. I think KD's leaving. And I think, you know, this is going to sound super hypocritical of me, but they're ha- as a Warrior fan, and like I said, everybody knows I have been a Warrior fan since um, junior, senior year of high school. Don't ask me about the Warriors in the 80s, okay? I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know, and I don't care, okay? I, 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 I care about when I started watching. Um, but this is going to still sound hypocritical of me because if KD does go to the Lakers, I will not watch basketball anymore. That's ridiculous. It would be over. Like, maybe if the Warriors kept Boogie, it would be interesting. But you have two guys on one team that nobody can guard in LeBron James and Kevin Durant. What's there to watch? And if you're Kevin Durant, people probably wouldn't agree with me, but I think that might be weaker than going to the to the Warriors because at least on the Warriors, sure, everybody loves Steph more, right? Warriors fans love Steph more. But KD is the best player on the team, right? Now you're going to the Lakers. You're you're you might be legitimately the second best player on the team for now. Maybe in two, three, maybe in a year or two, you could eclipse LeBron. But why would you leave to be a number two? At least it, with the Warriors, you're just kind of a you're not a fan favorite at all, right? I, KD is not a fan favorite, and I've said this before. Some of the things I've heard at Warrior games, at Warrior parades, people probably love what KD has done for the, for the Warriors, but they don't see him as the other members of the Warriors, right? At least that's kind of what I've noticed. But, um, you know, you go to L.A., you're going to deal – sure, it would be different because LeBron didn't start on the Lakers, but he's LeBron James. So now you're still number two. My guess is that if he leaves, he would start a whole new thing for himself and really hope – might go back to OKC. Let's not forget about that. I mean, if they were able to keep Paul George, uh, Russell Westbrook, and get KD back, that's that's some problems too. That's some problems too for sure. Um, so we'll see what he does. If I were to guess, though, I think he is leaving. I just really couldn't tell you where. So got to wrap this thing up, right? But before I do, it's time for the lesson of the day and um you know this might be a a lesson that most people have already learned but i learned it earlier this week uh long story short i told everyone last week that uh you know we were going to see kyle one of my favorite artists and marky basie another one of my favorite artists uh on monday so you know me, my girlfriend, and my sister, we all get together. We go to uh, Tempest uh, in San Francisco. It's a really cool, if you do live in the area, it's a really cool dive bar with good food. Um, and they have really good beer shot combos for cheap because, you know, I'm frugal, um, which is really hard to find in the city. So we start there. You know, we're getting liquefied. We're, we're feeling real good about the situation. It's a lituation at this point on a Monday. It's like, why not? So we get ready to go um you know we're getting ready to go we walk over we get to the warfield that's where they were supposed to be playing and the warfield's dark it's just pitch black now i had bought the tickets so i'm the only one that would have received any notifications 
Um, of course, when I downloaded probably, you know, the app AXS, uh, Access, um, I probably turned off push notifications because why would I need them, right? So that's strike one. You know, so then after that, I, you know, look at Kyle's in, uh, social media. I look at Marky's, not seeing anything. I'm like, what's going on here? So then I'm like, well, let me check my email. I check my email. Um, and basically they're, the show got moved. The show got moved. They emailed on Friday, letting everybody know that. And I just don't check my email. So now, you know, it really wasn't that big of a deal because it's like, oh, it's Monday, right? Like what would we have done anyway? Probably just went to the gym and then went home. So not that big of a deal. Probably spent less money at the bar, but whatever. So now the conversation kind of became, you know, well, do you check? I'm asking, you know, uh, my girlfriend and my si- and my sister. Well, do you check your email all the time? So first, I asked my sister, and I'm like, well, um, well, you know, I just kind of said it. I'm like, hey, you know, I don't check my email every day, right? Who does that? My sister's like, well, I mean, I do, you know. And I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of a part of your job, right? Because you know, you're looking for gigs and stuff like that. It's really predicated on email, so that makes sense. Then I kind of I don't look at my girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, who checks emails every day? Then she kind of looks, you know, she's like, well, I mean, you have two and I only have one. So it's a lot easier for me to check my emails. And I'm like, well, I have two, right? Because I have Yahoo and Gmail, Yahoo for when I want to enter contests and for like FanDuel and stuff like that. Um, But I have Gmail for when I want to be professional and things like that, you know, but I don't, I didn't check either of them. I didn't check either of them. And she's like, oh. So I'm like, dang, like, should I be checking my emails more often? Like, I had no clue, right? So then everything happens. So I have to tell my buddy, uh, Jordan, who I've mentioned on the show before. Uh, and now I go to him. And I'm like, yeah, man, it was crazy. Like, they canceled, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I'm talking to my sister and uh, Kayla about you know, checking emails. And it's crazy because it's like, who checks emails every day, right? And he responds, I mean, I do check my emails every day. So I'm like, God dang it. Am I the only one that doesn't check his his emails every day? Like, I didn't think that was a thing really, right? I check emails for bills. And when I want confirmation that something I bought is coming, right? I thought that was the norm, but apparently not. So the lesson for the day is you need to check your emails every day. Because if not, you might end up walking through grimy San Francisco trying to get to a show that is no longer happening. But that's all the time I got for y'all today. Thank you for listening as always. And until next time, have a great weekend, everyone. Be safe, be well, be wise. Peace. <laughs>